This episode of the NFL Weekly Drive is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on the likelihood to occur. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Bet on your favorite players or players you would think will have an exceptional game from across the National Football League. Keep checking those prize pools where they have crazy amount of competitions going on. You can win a lot of points off of those and win tons of money every single week. So go ahead, download the app or visit thrivefantasy.com or go to the bottom of the, our page for the link. Use promo code BENCHBROS and receive a $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code BENCHBROS to receive a $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Man. Out my way and watch out as I come Busting in your line, cracking helmets in I bring the pain, so what you gon' do? Stand there and just get shook out your So clean out your locker, I'm out to get ya Cause I just popped ya, you can't take the pressure You might as well quit cause you just can't last Madden 2000, put your face in the grass And your pride in the dirt, so put on a skirt If you come on the field and don't wanna get hurt Just bruised and beaten, all black and blue Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFL Weekly Drive presented by the Bench Row Sports Podcast. We're here to recap the regular season finale of Week 18, the first ever Week 18. What a phenomenal week it was with all the upsets and, and everything coming down to the last field goal of the actual season. Then we get the preview, uh, the playoffs with Super Bowl updated Super Bowl predictions, who are going to be the Super Bowl contenders in this year's playoffs, who wins wildcard weekend, and all things of that nature. All great stuff. With me is Brandon Farrell. Brandon, what's up? Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. Second show of the new year. Second show in the new year. And then we also have coaching changes as well, which uh, there's a bit more job openings opening up. But um, where do you do you want to start with the job openings and then week 18 and things of that nature? So <clears throat> let's just let's just start real quick with as far as job openings go. Uh, Joe Judge finally gets gets fired from the Giants. Um, they kicked Dave Gettleman out. I don't care that they said he retired. They told me to get the F out. Um, so the Giants are cleaning house, and um, I think they're going to be the storyline of this offseason. They are – well, I don't know about the storyline of the offseason, but they are one of the worst franchises in the past five years. I think they are the worst when it comes to win, wins and losses. So but. I don't I don't know how real this was or like or when the picture was taken, but I saw a picture on Facebook somewhere that said uh, – that showed the parking lot was damn near empty for that last game that they played. It was the Redskins. So it was a real that, picture. Yeah, it was. That yeah. was confirmed. That's confirmed, dude. Like the attendance was like half. And they still got, they still got the brakes beaten off of them. And they, they didn't even have Mike Lennon playing. I mean, Jake Fromm got a shot. No. And they did a third and nine QB sneak. On their own 10-yard line. Well, I mean, what else do you have to lose? <laughs> it was Go Joe for Judge's, it all, right? Joe Judge's last dance. He said, heh, F it. I'm going for it. Right. Giants, like, 
They don't have much cap space to go make a bunch of roster moves. I don't even know who wants to even be there in the front office or like in the organization wise. It seemed like John Mara is just pretty much calling the shots and just not changing anything. He's so obsessed with this like traditional Giants culture, but right now there there is no culture in, with the Giants. It, the your culture is losing right now. And then until you start making changes appropriately and letting these other guys have full say and control of what the football team should and shouldn't do, then you're going to keep uh, switching coaches and you're going to be in this cycle over again. I mean, Joe Judge, like, the experiment was quirky at first and then it just rubbed people the wrong way. It's kind of close to, like, Urban Meyer, essentially. I'm not comparing the two situations. I think Joe Judge tried his best to be more of, like, a call like Joe Judge would work at college than in the NFL. If you remember correctly, it was between Mississippi State and the Giants job, and he took the Giants job. Seems like he should have taken the Mississippi State job. Yeah, some guys are just not cut out to coach in the NFL um, or make that transition from college, um, as we saw with Urban Meyer. But I think the two the two situations, I think it's a little bit extreme to compare them because Urban Meyer just didn't give an F. And we saw that on the field and obviously with his off-the-field uh, headlines. But yeah. as far as the Joe Judge goes, um, I mean, if you have a job offer from another college team or an NFL team, I think you're going to take the NFL offer just because you, you want to try it. You want that shot. Um, you want to try coaching in the big leagues. And if you're, you succeed, then, I mean, your future is bright. If not, then, I mean, the worst you could do is get demoted to a coordinator or just go back to coaching college. Um, right, so and it's a I, huge job. It, it's it's a big job, and I, it's not taken lightly. I mean, few coaches succeed at that, um, making that jump. Um, Cliff Kingsbury made that jump for the Cardinals. Uh, he's got some success, but, again, some guys can do it and some guys can't. Barely. Joe Judge, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, he's got some all-star guys playing for him now. Yeah, he's he's in the playoffs. <laughs> we'll give him that. Um, but as far as Joe Judge goes, I I, I mean, I, I would have taken an NFL job too. Uh, granted, the Giants have had a bad track record. Um, but, I mean, you can't hate the guy for trying. Uh, obviously, New York does, but I, I don't hate the guy. He's not the worst coach we've had. We've we've had plenty of bad coaches, uh, Ben McAdoo being, like, number one on that list. Well, I think back, McAdoo and Joe Judge are neck and neck with being one and two. So, uh, where do the Giants go from here? I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to apply for the GM job. I mean, I think I could do it based on who they had in there prior. I was about to say it did like it didn't help Joe Judge either that Dave Gellman didn't help out as much with some of the bad moves that he made. No, and it's a collective effort for for everybody in that front office, the owners as well. Um, you know they've held these, they've held, um, they've held Gellman, yeah, they've held him accountable for all these years, and now they want to let him go after numerous years of terrible draft picks. Um, it's long overdue. But uh, I'm glad they finally, finally made that move. And mm-hmm. hopefully we get a good coach, man. We need a good fucking coach. How about, so moving on, I don't know what the Giants go from here on out because it's going to depend on what John Moore eventually does as an owner. And I'm sure, like, the Giants faithful are not happy with it. Um, the, I think the biggest shocker of, like, the whole Black Friday thing is 
or not Black Friday, Black Monday with uh, all these coaches getting fired. The biggest shocker of all of them was Brian Flores. No one really saw that one go with the Miami Dolphins. That that took me by surprise, too. Um, I'm not even really sure why they decided to go in separate directions. I mean, I thought Flores was going to be their guy and they were going to just draft around him. I guess it was a front office issue when it came to like working together with the GM and the coach. And like, I guess the owner decided to go with the GM, but I, I flow is a, another one of those Patriots uh, disciples trying to do a gig. And a lot of people like him across the league. I guess it was just a more of an authoritative approach in Miami. I mean, there's been reports where he pretty much told two of what he is and then Hiring so many different offensive coordinators didn't help. And then you didn't know who was calling plays from week to week this uh, past season. But, I mean, he hasn't had a losing record. I'm just kind of shocked that they decided to do it now. Because then it it tells me that they have someone lined up to take the job. That's essentially what it tells tells me. Maybe that's Jim Harbaugh. Maybe that's Brian Dable. Maybe... Who, who knows what it is, but it just seems like this organization, when we think it's changing for the Miami Dolphins, it just kind of stays the same. Yeah, it's it's definitely the same repetitive thing. Uh, whatever changes um, they make does nothing for the team. Um, but as far as the Dolphins go, uh, I'm not really going to touch on them too much. We have Bobby for that. Um, sad, sadly, he can't be on the podcast. Um, but I'm sure Bobby could tell us all about the Dolphins organization and what their plan is and who they have lined up. There's a bunch of openings across the league. Uh, Broncos being one of them. Again, we're trying to find a new coach, a new owner. GM is going to do all that searching, which is weird. And they already have like 10 candidates they want to interview, which is crazy. But um, Vikings are one those teams the bears moved on from their uh ryan pace and matt nagy from uh head coach and gm um who else fired their coach i feel like i'm missing another guy i mean raiders seem like they that's going to be an opening job from the whole john Gruden stuff but this rich Posecki guy got him into the playoffs so it's it's an interesting league you know i i don't know where this goes we see a bunch of coaches that get fired and hired and it, it seems like every single year we're back in this uh, this boat, but like it's it's crazy with this league. You just never know. Your job is never safe. No, especially NFL. Um, you, you, most most coaching careers in the NFL are short lived, unless you're uh, super successful as far as a head coach. Yeah, even even like Mike Zimmer who a lot of people like, he just got canned. And and their GM, too, Rick Spielman, who's been there with the organization for 16 years. So I, the Vikings are an interesting spot. Like, out of all these opening gigs, like, who is the most attractive piece as, like, if you're a head coach, you're interviewing for each one of these positions, which one would you take the job with? Bias aside. I would probably, I mean, right now, I'm thinking Vikings. I think they have the biggest upside um, as far as players go and, and the talent that they have. Um, right now, the Vikings are, are the one job that are, that's looking up to me compared to the other coaching openings, coaching vacancies. Yeah, the, the Vikings definitely have the most um, firepower offensively and stuff. You just got to have to tool the defense a little bit more and 
get that situated on that side of the ball and then try to create still stability. And like, you got to work with Kirk cousins, which is something that's going to be tough to do around that big old contract of his, with his uh, quarterback play. But yeah, <laughs> I would, I would agree that the, the Raiders are up there. If that job becomes open, if they take the interim tag off of Rich, uh, Richie Polisicchia, or they, uh, they decide to move on who knows, but if that job opens up then that's one of the attractive jobs i think that sunday night that Derek Carr showed that he he's a pretty good quarterback and you can win games with him i don't know if you can win a super bowl with him but if you get that team right because that team's not perfect by any means and we didn't even think that was a playoff team but he guided them to the playoffs so you gotta give respect that way i think that's an interesting job the Jaguars is interesting. The only thing that sucks is that the front office is a losing culture, and you gotta have to change that. And Urban Meyer tried to change it, but he it just didn't work out for what Urban Meyer was trying to do. So, someone that's really dedicated, maybe like Brian Flores, works in Jacksonville or Chicago. Like Chicago is pretty much starting from scratch with Justin Fields, and they got some talented pieces there too. But Denver too. Denver's just a quarterback away. You get the quarterback situation right in Denver, you might be a playoff team next year. What about what about who has the what like which team would you not want to go to? I say the Giants. You don't. I think the Giants are on that. Yeah, I think the Giants are because the front office is not going to change and they're going to try to dictate how everything goes with the organization. You're not going to have any freedom to do anything. That's just the bottom line. And the fact that you don't have much workspace with. You got a bunch of draft picks, sure, but then you don't even know if your quarterback's going to be healthy with his neck contusion or whatever he has. Well, yeah, you don't and you don't know what you're getting with Jake from. Uh, another young guy which I would I would say would be the the guy to start if uh, Daniel Jones isn't back. You know, honestly, the best backup the Giants should have got was Andy Dalton. But you didn't get Andy Dalton. You decided for Mike Glennon and then Jake Fromm, and those two have proven that they are just not NFL co- caliber quarterbacks. I mean, let's just call it how it is. That's a spade of spade, you know? Um, Taylor is far and better than Joe Judge and Mike Glennon. Or not Joe Judge, uh, Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon. Like, uh, on another level of... Uh, quarterback play Mike Glennon has made 33 million dollars in his NFL career and I can say hats off to that guy because he shouldn't even get my paychecks for like playing in the NFL that's so bad (laughs) 33 mil 18 of that was from the Chicago Bears that's crazy I'm surprised you know one coaching change I'm surprised I'm surprised David Cauley has stayed with the Texans after the season they had they have won four games with that roster. <laughs> four pretty big games, you know. Who'd they beat? They beat the Titans. They beat the Jags week one in a, like a thumper. Uh, they beat the Chargers, which pe- pretty much no one saw coming. And then, like, they swept Jacksonville. So, you're pretty much, you won against three NFL teams this year with uh, that caliber roster where everyone thought you were going to go 0-17. Well, I guess I, I mean, I guess that's a step up or, or a look up. So maybe they're going to give this guy another shot. Maybe, maybe Davis have... Mills is going to be uh, another quarterback. I mean, like I could totally see Teddy Bridgewater playing for that team. Yeah, Bridgewater. Uh, Bridgewater's Bridgewater's good at bouncing around. Very much. All right, let's talk about uh, Week 18. 
The Colts absolutely shocking everybody by losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Half of the fans were wearing clown suits because the organization is an absolute joke. And yet they they absolutely made a statement by beating the Indianapolis Colts where everyone thought that the Colts were going to be a dark horse Super Bowl contender. And we were talking about the Colts Super Bowl chances a couple weeks ago. And yet we're sitting here and the Colts aren't in the playoffs. So are you surprised by it? So all the Colts had to do was win a game against the worst team in the NFL, and they couldn't even do that. No. And and and, 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 and you know what? They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Even if they no. had a, even if they had the record to get in and they lost to the Jags in the last game in the NFL season, they shouldn't even be there. No, absolutely not. I mean, like, I know everyone's bashing Carson Wentz and being like, well, this is what you get for having Carson Wentz as your quarterback, but who the hell else were they going to have as a quarterback that, this coming into the season? Like, no. Matthew Stafford was already traded. They weren't They weren't in the position to draft one of the high-end QBs in this past year's draft. Phillip Rivers retired, and, like, Carson Wentz was the best QB on the market, so they had no other choice. Well, Well, guess what? The Colts haven't won a playoff game since they booed Andrew Luck off the field when he retired. And you know what? The Colts have yet to win in Jacksonville since 2014. In Jacksonville. Bet on Not saying. I mean, like, that's so bad. That's atrociously bad. And it's not like they kept it close and they lost on, like, a last-second field goal or whatever. They got boat raced. They got absolutely humiliated. Yeah, Jaguars took an absolute dookie on them. And it didn't even, like, if the Jaguars win, it didn't hurt their draft position. They're still drafting first overall. Well, and you know what? That was the like the headline and the main storyline. Like as soon as ESPN could get their hands on that after that final, after everything went final, that was like the number. They was all over my newsfeed. Who gives a shit that they had locked up the number one draft position? Yeah, pretty much. It just says that you're a bad team and a bad franchise. Yeah, like Trevor Lawrence completed his first ten passes, and we were like, oh, there's people saying, oh, Trevor's a bust. Uh, he he's terrible as a rookie quarterback. I would take Mac Jones nine times out of ten now if I had the decision again. He completed his first tank. That looked like what Trevor Lawrence was supposed to look like. He was really good. Jonathan Taylor, this so-called MVP, seventy-seven yards against the Jacksonville defense. Jacksonville showed if, up just like they showed up against the Bills. And if you're well, the Bills was just more of just uh, you know like a nine-six difference compared to twenty-six and eleven in the Colts. He, yeah, but I'm just like, saying, like the the defense, defensive wise. Yeah, the the most most importantly, this game was uh like twenty six to three for like majority of it, and then the Colts scored a last second touchdown. Like, I I don't know what Indy does from here, but they they gotta really uh regroup and figure out what what they want to do moving forward. They gotta get better in a lot of ways. Um, I know health wise, they were kind of like fighting with injuries all year long, but Wentz needs to improve with Frank Reich. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, like they need to figure out how to lighten the load a bit for JT because he can't carry the whole entire team. And like the defense, man, the D de- the defense was horrible against Jacksonville. Like defensively, mm-hmm. they got to tune up. Oh, for sure. They have a lot of pieces to put together this offseason. I think after the New England game, they were in the top four for being one of the top teams to win the Super Bowl. And 
even though now they're not in the dance. So main reason because they're not in the dance is because this Chargers and Raider, Raiders game was a win and in. And then also somehow, some way, the Pittsburgh Steelers squeaked into the playoffs because the Chargers and the Raiders didn't tie and it came very close to tying, but it came, came with a timeout by Brandon Staley. The Raiders got a first down, enough yardage to get in the field goal range. And they said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try uh, Carlson out there to kick the game-winning field goal. And he kicked the game-winning field goal. So we were kind of robbed of the tie, but probably the game of the year, Raiders-Chargers, 36-32. to How do you feel about the Raiders after everything they've gone through this season of getting into the playoffs? Bro, I just can't believe that they had a, a had a winning record and they're in the playoffs. Like, I just never thought of the Raiders as a good football team this whole season. Neither did I. I, I think they were <laughs> medi- they were mediocre at best. I just don't know how they're ten and seven. It's crazy too, and like they shouldn't even been in this position, right? John Gruden gets canned. Henry Ruck situation happens. Controversy in the locker room. A bunch of players get hurt. Darren Waller was out for like four to five weeks. And yet they beat Cowboys. They they went on this crazy like winning uh streak. And then they finished the season strong. They beat the Colts last week, which we were like, oh, that's a big surprise. But I guess it's not a surprise anymore. And then they ended up beating the Chargers, which everyone loved the Chargers as a Super Bowl favorite. And I said coming in this year, they're going to be the biggest fraudulent team. And it kind of showed. I feel like the Chargers are always one of the biggest frauds. Well, here's one thing. The, Brandon Staley had, like, I think he should be fired after this game. Like, I thought he was going to be. Like, it wouldn't have shocked me if he got fired or not. He went for it on fourth and one on their own 20 in the middle of the third quarter. On their own 20. And then they didn't get it. The Raiders scored a touchdown off of it. And it took a miraculous comeback from Justin Herbert to force overtime. And then they were just pleading for the tie. They get down to third down. The clock's running. It's under a minute left. The Raiders indicate that, like, oh, they're just going to get the tie and just not do anything. And then he calls a timeout because he can't get his defensive adjusted. He's a defensive-minded coach, and the Chargers are one of the worst defenses in the league. Like, they're so bad. They can't stop the run. They can't get lined up right. They made Derek Carr look like Aaron Rodgers out there. I mean, it was ridiculous with the Chargers. Yeah, I really don't know what to make of the Chargers. I feel like they were. I feel like they were better with Anthony Lynn than uh, Brandon Staley. Like if Anthony Lynn was the head coach uh, Sunday night, they'd be uh, dancing in the playoffs. Honestly. I thought Anthony Lynn would have had a, a longer chance at the head coaching job there than uh, than he did. I mean, that's, that's it's crazy because we always made fun of Anthony Lynn and people are just like, oh, well, Brandon Staley's aggressive. He's going for it on fourth down. He's an analytics guy. But you don't go for it. No one in their right mind is going for it on a fourth and one on their own 20-yard line. Like nine times out of ten, that's a punt. Even on Madden, when we play, we punt on that situation. We go, all right, let's get great defense and get field position back. We don't go for it. Like, that's ridiculous. And then someone actually did that in the NFL game. I like how we bring, I like how we take Madden and just make it real life NFL football. So sometimes it's interesting to see stuff like that. And then you think, well, what the hell are you doing? 
exactly. It's it's absurd. It's absurd with some of these teams and the way they've run things. What are you, um, stupid? But, but now, because of that decision, we get to see big old Ben Roethlisberger back in the playoffs instead of Justin Herbert because the Raiders beat the Chargers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are now in the postseason because they beat the Baltimore Ravens, who the Ravens lost six straight games. That's That's got to be a tough way to end that crazy season that they had. But... We get to watch the old Pittsburgh Steelers, a beaten up Pittsburgh Steelers team, a team that shouldn't even be in the playoffs contending for a spot. Well, they're in, and they get to play the Chiefs in the first round. So, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger, pretty good game, I guess. 244 yards and one TD. Didn't really look like anything special of the old Big Ben. He, It's old Yeller still like trying to be a quarterback in the NFL. And they won in overtime because of a Chris Boswell game-winning kick. But, um, like, I, Steelers are going to get blown out by the Chiefs, right? Like, they got no shot. Am, am I crazy for saying that or no? Seeing the way that the Steelers season is going and how they play and now how they're miraculously in the playoffs – I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would say blowout. I think they're gonna get shellacked. Like they got blown up by Kansas City like three weeks ago. Ben Roethlisberger's feeling himself. He's in the playoffs now. He's feeling it. Yeah, but he, he's gonna start. He can't. He's gonna start. He's gonna start slinging donuts around the field. You remember the late late great Betty White in this commercial was going around uh, the other day on Twitter from when she passed. But you remember that Betty White Snickers commercial? where she's, like, passing the ball and they're playing backyard football and the guys just hammer her in the dirt. Yeah, that's going to be Ben Roethlisberger on Sunday night when the, he plays the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, he's going to get absolutely torched in the pocket and just be able to not do anything at all. But the only bright spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers is T.J. Watt, who, who tied the Michael Strahan sack record. So you're saying old Ben is going to be like little Betty White. Yeah, I'm, I'm downright saying that. He cannot throw the ball. He can't move in the pocket. They can't even run the ball because their offensive line is so bad, which sucks for Najee Harris. I mean, this this only hurts the Steelers because who the hell are they going to get court, at quarterback after Ben Roethlisberger retires this year? They're, they're out of the draft position to get one. They're bringing the duck back. I heard they're bringing the duck back. The duck. Let's bring the duck back. Yeah, you know what? Maybe let's put the duck in the playoff game. He'll do better than uh, Ben Roethlisberger. The duck in the playoffs? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's put the duck in there. All right, I hate the Steelers. Throw them in there. <laughs> um, there was a bunch of other meaningless games, but uh, the playoff picture ended up uh, getting set up. The 49ers ended up beating the Rams in overtime to clinch that playoff spot. Thank goodness we don't have to see the Saints in the playoffs. Uh, 49ers have one of the most intriguing matchups of the weekend, but... Uh, Credit to San Francisco for putting it together. And Jimmy G, man, he, he's been phenomenal uh, for the 49ers this year, especially when it comes to giving it to Debo Samuel and using targets like Brandon Ayuk. And uh, the 49ers run game is absolutely monstrous, no matter who you put at, at tailback. If it's going to be Elijah Mitchell, even if it's going to be Debo Samuel, they just run right up the middle. They ran it up the middle eight straight run plays and gained 80 yards against the Rams, right at Aaron Donald. So something weird with these NFC West teams where – the 49ers own the Rams, the Seahawks own the Cardinals, and then the Rams own the Cardinals. It's it's a weird cycle. And the 
uh, Arizona Cardinals own the 49ers. It's a weird cycle of how the NFC West works. Very weird. So you want to get uh, breaking down these uh, playoff games? Let's break down the playoffs. So four, four and five is between the Raiders and the Bengals. Let's just start with the AFC. Raiders play the Bengals as the four and five seeds. Uh, Pats and Bills, a third time's a charm between these two Titans uh, of the AFC East. Uh, Bills are a three seed, Pats are a six seed. And then obviously we talked about Steelers and Chiefs. Steelers are a seven seed while the Chiefs are a two seed. Titans, the number one uh, seed. They got the bye this week, but uh, credit to Mike Vrabel. He's probably the coach of the year, the way he's resilient uh, with that team that just been excuse me, bombarded with injuries all year long with Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, some of the people on the offensive line and on the defense, and somehow Tennessee is the number one seed. Credit to that team. But let's start with the games this weekend in the AFC. Raiders, Bengals, Patriots, Bills, Steelers, Chiefs. What's the most intriguing matchup out of all those? I'm going to say Bengals and Raiders. I think that should be a good one. See, a lot of people are hyping up the Bengals and these Raiders. Like, they just play close games and just don't die. Can't kill them. No. Can Cincinnati kill them? I think so. I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to burn them. A little trivia question. Can you tell me when the Raiders uh, last won a playoff game? 1987. Well, you're kind of close. 1990, where they played... Mm. The Los Angeles Raiders. <laughs> How ironic. It, yeah. And that was the Bo Jackson game where Bo Jackson got that hip dislocation and ended up uh, having to quit his NFL career because of that injury. That was the same game. That was before texting was invented. All right. How about that? <laughs> Do you think the, Ra- the Raiders uh, pull off the upset here in um, Cincinnati? Cincinnati's been dying for some resurrection the past few years. Well, one thing they got going for Cincinnati, they don't have Marvin Lewis as their head coach. So maybe they turn things around with Zach Taylor. I think Cincinnati wins this game. Um, I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll come down to a field goal. I'm starting to think that way too. The one interesting uh, nugget is going to be if the Raiders pass rush can get to uh, Joe Burrow. Cincinnati's offensive line is still pretty beat up and pretty bad. But, uh, you know, can they rattle Joe Burrow enough to force a couple of turnovers? Because the Raiders' pass rush has been getting there. They got to Justin Herbert quite often in the Sunday night game. Uh, be interested to see if they can keep it up against the Bengals' uh, shaky offensive line. Uh, the be the, the game of the weekend in the AFC uh, playoffs is Patriots-Bills, like the third time. Are we going to get crazy weather again? I'm not sure. It might be cold. It might not be. It's going to be in the single digits when it's kickoff uh, Saturday night on CBS. I'm sure Tony Romo and Jim Nance will be doing that game. Who knows? But four degrees. Um, I don't know if it's going to be windy or not, but, you know, Patriots Bills, third time's the charm. What do you think about this one? Four degrees. That's perfect football weather. Josh Allen is going to zip the ball and it's going to like tear off the fingers of Cole Beasley. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be one of the worst feelings too. When you're playing football, you're so cold and your hands are so cold and someone's just zipping the football at you. Oh yeah. You, you don't just, want to catch it. No, you just like, Hey, easy dude. Lay off the juice a bit. 
Yeah, throw me, throw me a fade. Throw me a lob. Throw me a soft one here. <laughs> uh, Patriots Bills. I think the Bills Bills come out on top of this one. I don't think uh, I don't think Mac Daddy Jones is ready to win a playoff game yet. Yeah, the Patriots have kind of died down after winning seven straight uh, games in a row. I don't think they're gonna. Mac Jones is gonna have to throw it more than three times. We saw in the rematch in Foxborough how that went down. Uh, Josh Allen had like 300 yards passing and like three or four touchdowns. But um, one one key storyline is going to be the Bills defense. The Bills defense has been quietly really good this year. I know some people are watching the big games and they're like, oh, the Bills defense stinks or or like they let up so many yards rushing or whatever. Like all they got to do is just slow down Damian Harris, which the Patriots do a really good job of running the football. But, um, you know, I, I just don't know. Like the Bills – what like the past few weeks have been doing a good job at stopping the run. I know Damian Harris scored like three touchdowns a couple of weeks ago on them, but they did a good job limiting everything. But, um, you know, I'm going to go with the bills in this one. I think the bills win by like seven or 10 points. All right. We can lock that in. I, I pretty much did. I already bet on, uh, I already bet on the bills. Uh, and, and we both agree. The chiefs are going to beat the Steelers, right? I think so. I think the chiefs beat the Steelers. Do we think the Chiefs cover the 12-and-a-half spread? Do they win by more than that or no? No, no, I don't think so. You think it's going to be close? I think they're going to win by 30 points. I No way. <laughs> I think they win by 30. No way. There's They'll, they'll win, but it'll be by like six or seven. <laughs> okay. Let's shift over to the NFC side then. So all these NFC games are going to be on Sunday, and then we got a Monday night game. Uh, so the Eagles will play the Buccaneers in the first round, uh, the two versus the seven matchup. Bucks are favored by eight and a half currently right now. Um, then we got the 49ers and the Cowboys. Very enticing matchup there. And then on Monday night, we got the Cardinals and the Rams third time between those two teams. The road team has won both of those games. But um, I, I guess the match weekend is 49ers-Cowboys, right? Can the Cowboys prove that they're better than just playing against the NFC East? And 49ers, man, I feel like the 49ers are going to be some people's dark horse to make the Super Bowl. And also, this is the Nickelodeon game. Right now, the 49ers are my dark horse to make the Super Bowl the way they're playing. They're like They're really surprising me. Um, with how well they've been playing. So hopefully they beat the balls off the Cowgirls this weekend. So you're going with the 49ers no matter what. Lock it down. Lock it down. It. Write it down. Seal it up. Put it in the safe. Lock it. Forget it. <laughs> I'm kind of torn on the game because I do think the Cowboys are better than people think with the defense. <sighs> no, Dan the, Quinn the Cowboys is... have a great defense. I, I'll, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Yeah. But I think the 49ers can torch it. The thing it's going to be is like I think the Cowboys front seven makes uh makes that defense go, especially with Micah Parsons and how they've been able to use him. Uh, Blake Vanderesh, their linebacker, has been really good, um, and Demarcus Lawrence too. He's he's had a really good bounce back year after struggling in twenty twenty. Uh, but I mean, it's going to be between the if the 49ers can run the football and like how effectively are they going to use Debo Samuel? What ways are they going to use Debo Samuel? And I think Jimmy G is going to really step up in this game and people are going to ask the questions like, what's wrong with Dak or whatever with this Cowboy offense? The 49ers defense is actually quite solid. 
I think there will be a bunch of points scored in this game. I think it will be like a 34-30 type of game, but I'm going to go with the 49ers to edge the Cowboys. As long as the Cowboys lose this weekend, I'm happy. <laughs> well, do you see – well, let's talk about your other NFC East foes. I think the Bucs absolutely smoked the Philadelphia Eagles in Tampa Bay. Smoke them. Everyone's calling this the close game of the week, and the Eagles are going to surprise some people with the way they've been playing. Well, they've been playing against dog shit teams, so I, I don't care what the way they've been playing. And Tampa Bay does the one thing that Philadelphia does very well is running the football. I think Tampa Bay is the best when it comes to stopping the run. So, uh, yeah, scratch this as a W for the Bucs, in my opinion. Plus, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. You think I'm going to bet against that guy? No. Give me the Bucs all day. Bucks by 10-plus. Get these uh, get these garbage teams out of here. Get them out of the playoffs quick. So, Philly is 0-7 against teams above 500. And I get Philadelphia fans in my DM saying that they're the better franchise than the Denver Broncos. Because they made the playoffs. I, I mean, straight up, that's what I get every day. And like F Philadelphia, let's be honest here. Denver Broncos would win 11 games if they played that schedule. I get you guys beat us head to head, but my golly, like you didn't even beat one team above 500. The Broncos at least beat the Cowboys this year. I mean, come on. Yeah. When you say the, the uh, Eagles are absolute dog shit, they played a dog, dog shit schedule. The league schedules accordingly to what they think that team can handle. And they didn't want to go too hard on them soft Eagles. And, and you know what? You know what the Giants' last win of the year was against? It was against the Philadelphia Eagles. The damn Eagles. <laughs> damn Eagles. So, uh, yeah, let's get the Eagles out of here. Let's. We're going with all of Tampa Bay here. Uh, the Monday night game, which is interesting. We don't really get a Monday night football game during uh, wild card weekend. Cardinals and the Rams for the third time. And like I said, the road team has won both games. So who knows in this matchup? It might be a toss-up. We don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back from injury or not. Uh, right now, Vegas thinks the Rams are going to win by four, which is kind of convincingly. But do you see an upset rising here? Or do we think the Rams are going to show why everyone thinks they're Super Bowl contenders? I, I I could see the Cardinals running this running away with this one. So I mean I I think I'm gonna give it to the Cardinals. I don't know yet. You said game. Cardinals are two and zero against the Rams, right? No, the Rams won the past Monday night. The road team is uh, like two and zero. I'm sticking with the Cardinals. I want to see the Cardinals <laughs> advance. The hell with the Rams and all their star power. Hey, look, I'm rooting for the Rams because of Von Miller, and I, he's my favorite player, obviously. But, um, you know, Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's got to show why he why he's like a top 10 guy, right? This, this is the game to do it. You get bounced out of the first round, you're going to have some serious doubters come at, after you. Um, I just don't know what the Cardinals are going to do, but I also don't know what the Rams are going to do. I think this game goes into overtime. I think the Rams squeak out the victory and keep going until uh, they get slocked by uh, by someone next by the Bucks next week. Like that's going to be my playoff prediction right now. Um, the Rams edge out the Cardinals in overtime. An overtime thriller on Monday night. Yeah, and unfortunately, we're going to have to listen to Steve Levy. I'm like put Booger on the call for just one one good time. Like do do one for the old timer. Just one one obvious call for the for, for Booger. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, like a, if you're going to give Ben like a, um, a retirement party, let, let's give Booger like one last chance, a showcase game for Booger McFarlane. Like, come on. Justice for Boogs. Bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back for once. Come on, ESPN. Do the right thing. Let's start uh, the let's, So let's revisit our Super Bowl predictions. So we all picked the box in the NFC. You and Ant picked the Titans. I picked the Bills. I want to change my pick. Do you, do you want to change yours? Uh, Titans and Bills. No, you, you pick Titans and Bucks. And okay, nah. I don't know. I I don't. I hate to change my prediction. So I, I'm gonna I, say I'm no. Gonna adjust. I'm gonna say. All no. right. So, so it's gonna be Titans and Bucks in the Super Bowl. Titans and Bucks. So now we're all Titans and Bucks. No, I said, I said, is that what you're going to go with? Titans and Bucks still? Oh, I thought that's what you said. You changed yours too. Um, no, I'm still changing. I'm still changing mine, but uh, it's not going to be the Titans and it's not going to be the Bucks. So I'm going to switch mine. Uh, so I have my one set in stone, but this would be my, my alternative. So. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Buffalo in the AFC, mm. and Green Bay in the NFC. You son of a bitch! That's what I was changing mine to. Ah, this would be my alternative. Like this would be a crazy Super Bowl, like a if, a heart, a smash mouth football game. Like, um, yeah, Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers, two QBs that absolutely throw the hell out of the football. Yeah. See, this is why I'm changing it to that. Um, right now, you can get that on FanDuel for because you can bet Super Bowl matchups on FanDuel. Right now, that's at eleven to one. I hammered it. Uh, I put a good twenty five on it, so uh, it'd be a pretty good payout. Um, but right now, it's you know, I look at the rest of the AFC. I respect what the Titans do, and if they do get Derrick Henry back, that's going to matter a bunch. But I just don't know what type of defense you're going to get from week to week. I mean, they did struggle against the Houston Texans. They, they didn't really have much to play for. But you can throw on that uh, that Titans defense a little bit if you can avoid the pass rush. And uh, that defensive line for the Titans, like, they can put some pressure on you. Um, but I just don't know. I, I do respect Ryan Tannehill and that offense, the way they're able to drive the football down the field. But... I just don't know if they're going to be able to win shootout games and they're going to have to play either the chiefs or the bills. And right now, if you ask me, I think the bills are a better team than the chiefs and people are just like, Oh, come on. Like Kansas city owns the bills. Well, I mean, when they played earlier in the week in, earlier in the season, the bills pretty much dominated that game in the monsoon. Uh, I know the bills will have to go back to arrowhead and play. Uh, and it's kind of a different chiefs team. But I still think the Buffalo Bills have improved a bunch. I don't think the Chiefs defense is stable. And I think I have more confidence in the Bills defense than I have in the Chiefs defense. So Bills are my pick. And then the Packers, this is do or die for the Packers. They have to win. They have to win this NFC. Otherwise, like it, it's a bust for them. It, it, it will be like New Orleans. When New Orleans kept struggling to get to the Super Bowl with Drew Brees, the final years uh, with him, it's going to be the exact same way with Aaron Rodgers. Like this has to be your Packers make it through. 
Yeah, I think so with the way things have been going in Green Bay. It's now Aaron Rodgers is my favorite, though. Did you see someone like called out and was like, I'm not going to vote for him as an MVP? And then Aaron Rodgers was like, Well, that he's a bum. Like his response, it's it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And then he tweets out hashtag boycott bums, like my favorite hashtag of all time. Good old Rogers. He's he's fantastic, isn't he? <laughs> he's 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 quite the specimen. Oh boy. All right. Well, I don't think we have any more breaking news. I think we recapped everything. Is there anything you uh you have on your plate about the NFL at all? No, I think that's it. I got my Giants rant out of the way. Who do you want as what would you want Brian Flores to come in as the coach for the Giants? Uh no, I don't think so. Um I don't think he's what the Giants need. He'd certainly be a solid coach, but I don't think he's what they need right now. Right now the Giants need to go in the direction that the NFL is going in as far as um running quarterbacks and mobile quarterbacks, uh young receiving cores. Um, and a strong defensive and offensive line. So they need a younger coach in there that's that's going to want to do things like that. A younger so offensive you minded coach. Yeah, I was about to say you want an offensive minded guy then, right? For sure. You see the um, Cliff Kingsbury, um, Matt Lafleur, um, Sean McVay. Yeah, it seems like uh, that's another trend too. Is that these defensive guys are getting fired? Mike Zimmer was a defensive guy. Vic Fangio, one of the top three defenses in the league, he ended up losing his job. Uh, Brian Flores was a defensive guy. Uh, it just seems like these defensive guys are struggling to get uh, maintain their jobs as head coach, and it's just it's just not working out for them. No, it's it's the new era. And uh, everybody's going offense, offense. What what can I do creatively in the offense to put up points? So I don't need to focus as much on the defense because my offense is just going to score me points whenever I need them. I mean, look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now. We can say that like there's a few teams that have good defenses, right? Yeah, there definitely like, are. That like the uh, the Buccaneers and the and the Titans and the and the Bills. Chiefs too, like the Chief, we've been talking about the Chiefs defense all year long. The Cardinals defense has been scored on a bunch of times. The Rams defense has let up a, a bunch of points. Man, man, I'm so intrigued between that Cardinals and Rams game. Like, I think that's going to be the game of the week. But uh, yeah, I don't understand the Rams secondary. Like, they're not good. The Rams big, like Ramsey's good, but the the rest of the unit is kind of shaky. Like. The Rams, to me, are the biggest question mark out of all of these teams that are left in the playoffs. All of them. Like, they're the biggest what team is what here. Like, this team could make a run and go to the Super Bowl, and I won't be surprised, and this team can get bounced out of the first round, and I won't be surprised. Yeah, I, it definitely wouldn't surprise me either. All right, so do we have anything else to talk about? No, I don't think so. Just the fact that Washington is going to announce their new name in a few days or one a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, how about that? How about it? It's not going to be the Red Wolves, though. It's unfortunate that it's not going to be the Red Wolves. They came out and said that, and I'm like, son of a gun. That's the name I wanted. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm still not going to like any team, any team name they pick out. I'm still, they're still going to be the Redskins to me. 
What what if they just came out and just like unveiled uh like their current logo, Washington football team, and they're like our new team name? That would be <laughs> clever. Just not giving a single fuck about it. No, nope. <laughs> our new team name is the Washington football team. <laughs> We're keeping it, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, that'll do it for the NFL Weekly Drive. That is Brandon. I'm Wes. Check out the Bench Bros uh, Sports Show that is coming back next week. NFL, we, we still talk NFL football over there. NFL Weekly Drive. It was a good run, right, for this year between me and Brandon. We did a solid job of holding down the fort. But now Anthony's going to join in the conversation, and we're going to switch things over to one good show to where we can kind of just like BS and talk about everything, too. Uh, but like majority of that will be the NFL running through the playoffs and seeing who gets to the Super Bowl. So we'll continue our NFL weekly drive on that show. Um, just going back to one show a week. We got very busy lives and very busy schedules. Um, you you know, if you know us three that like we're constantly working our tails off to try to make a good living out here. Uh, and then we try to have fun doing it every single week uh, recording shows with you guys. So uh, final thoughts, Brandon. You know, we're all trying to make a living out here in these streets. Right. Uh, responsibly. You know? Yeah. We're, yeah. 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 Responsibly. We're not we're not shoved out in the cold and like, you know, gambling our money away sometimes. You know, we're not degenerate gamblers. I'm, I'm on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, there you have it. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's the show. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. That's Brandon. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week on the Bench Rose Sports Show. Check us out. We're out of here.